0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com
1: Welcome to
2: Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Joining me today on the show is the world's most recognized and respected dog trainer, but she's also best known for her role as the star of Animal Planet's hit TV series, It's Me or the Dog. Victoria Stilwell is going to be joining us here. And Victoria and I will be discussing her new book, "Train Your Dog Positively." So we're excited about the launch of the new book. Excited about having Victoria on the show. We're going to get right at it after these commercial breaks. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio.
1: Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Super! Super!
3: Super! The cat sat on the to PetcoDeals.com and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetcoDeals.com But that's not all. Are you
0: talking to me?
3: Life Radio Listeners. Try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com that's AudibleDeals.com The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful, bagless, upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and Radio Root Cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. Go to DysonDeals.com DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Go to PetsmartDeal.com save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, pet PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T
1: D-E-A-L.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome
2: back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is Victoria Stilwell. Victoria, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. Good to be here.
2: Uh, it's always great talking to you and we're excited about the new book, Train Your Dog Positively. So tell us a little bit about the book.
0: Well, the book really is written in response to what I have gleaned and garnered over the years that I've been teaching and training dogs and Really, as well, it sort of lays out the debate that's out there now about the old style dominant punitive training methods compared to really what uh, modern science has taught us and more of the, the modern way of dog training. So it lays that out, it lays the debate, it gives great anecdotal evidence of what I've experienced as a trainer, and sort of backing up with science, everything that I have kind of seen and garnered from my time as a trainer, but also it gives great solutions as well to various relatively ordinary issues that dogs have in the home and um, brings those solutions, easy solutions that people can read and then use with their own dogs. And it also is a journey into the dog's mind as well.
2: Which, that can be fascinating in its own self, trying to figure out what your dog is thinking and uh, what you, he needs from you or you need from them.
0: Yes, it is. I think that's one of the most fascinating aspects of it. When I don't think you can kind of effectively really teach your dog unless you really understand what makes your dog tick. I mean, there, I think a lot of people have dogs without really truly understanding them or how they perceive the world. And when you, when you have more of a knowledge of it, it actually makes teaching and communicating with them easier. And that's why, again, I wrote the book as well to sort of in, promote the bond, increase the bond between dog and owner. So there's not always such a, a difficult relationship as there can be, certainly with the clients that I see.
2: And do you find it's, uh, can you use your same methods and ideology on all types of dogs or does personality and breed come into play of, of particular types of dogs?
0: I've been asked that question a lot and it's a great question because I think one of the things that people always say is, oh, you can't use positive reinforcement for dogs with high drive. I heard that. In fact, somebody was uh, talking to me the other day saying that um, shock collars were okay to be used on dogs with high drive and maybe not so much with dogs with low drive. And, And I'm like, but that's, that's ridiculous. Why do you say that? Because you can dogs with high drive can be very much motivated by other things. And you don't need to use shocks, shock collars on any kind of dog, whether it's low or high drive. In fact, positive reinforcement works beautifully with dogs with high drive. So any breed, regardless of what breed your dog is, what mix of breeds, what size your dog is, you can use these techniques of positive reinforcement on them. And I think that's the beauty of it. For too long, people have had this idea that the more difficult dogs, the aggressive dogs are trying to dominate you and you have to dominate that dog into submission in order for it to behave is the tragedy in old-style dog training. It really is. And it's a tragedy that is still administered by owners and trainers on their dogs every day, which is so sad because it's not needed. And that's what I want to get across in my book. You don't need to dominate any dog into submission in order to get it to behave. In fact, there's a much better way to deal with behavioral issues to encourage your dog to learn, and that's using... All of the methods that I put out in my book, realizing that there are many, many great methods out there, and other people have written about them, but this one especially is just is just you know this book lays out some great easy solutions. That's what I think the modern day dog owner needs.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I mean, we have talked about this. I have a, a new puppy at home, and uh, and I've been around dogs all my life and had different breeds. But trying to get back in the shift or the adjustment of having a puppy and knowing what to do is mind-boggling. And there's a lot of great resources out there, but it's almost too overwhelming, and you have to go to too many resources to try to find that information.
0: There are, and what do you um, – for somebody – For for us who are embroiled in the dog world, we, we know the kind of the good from the bad. But from people out there who are just getting their first dog or who have dogs and they don't really, I mean, it's not their world, then where do they turn? Well, they might have heard the buzzword positive reinforcement. They might contact a trainer that says, I use positive reinforcement. But it's the way that the trainer stops negative behavior, that's the difference. Because anybody can teach dogs things by using rewards as motivators. Anybody can do that. But the difference between the dominance trainer and the positive reinforcement trainer is that the dominance trainer will use punishment to stop unwanted behavior or to try and stop unwanted behavior. Whilst the positive reinforcement trainer doesn't use punishment to stop unwanted behavior. They still use reinforcement to stop unwanted behavior, which I think, takes advanced knowledge, it takes a skill, and it takes a real understanding of how dogs perceive the world and how they function and how the brain works and what dogs need to be successful. That's the difference.
2: Yeah, and when you're talking about dominance type of training that's out there today and and is quite prevalent, though it is going the opposite direction, the positive direction, which is great. But with the uh, dominance type of training, what are the long-term ramifications of continuing to train in and treat your dog in that fashion?
0: Okay, well, let's just put it in human terms. If I lived with you and you're annoying me and I continually (laughs) beat you and I'm stronger than you are, Chances are that that behavior that annoys me, you're going to stop doing it, aren't you? Yes. But how are you going to feel about me? You're stopping doing it because you fear me, because you fear that I'm going to punish you. So you stop the behavior. But how do you feel inside about me? And has that behavior changed? No. The behavior has been suppressed. You still feel the same inside, okay? Mm-hmm. But your behavior has not changed. Now, let's put a different scenario. There's a behavior that I don't like that you're doing. And I tell you, okay, I don't like what you're doing, but I'm going to give you something else to do in its place. And that something else is actually positive and you enjoy it. So what are you going to choose? You are going to choose that new way of doing something. And our relationship hasn't been compromised. I haven't been mean to you at all. You now still trust me, and in fact, I've made you feel actually even better, so our relationship is better, and your behavior has been changed. You now feel differently about something that you did before. That's positive reinforcement, and that is the major difference between these two. Dominance training suppresses behavior but does not change it. Positive reinforcement changes behavior by changing the way the dog feels inside and strengthens relationship. And unfortunately, because of the the prevalence of dominance training in this country, which I agree is now people are now getting smart. They're realizing this is not the best way to go. So many dogs still are trained in that, in this punitive way. And of course, it causes fear. It causes more insecurity and it causes biters, dogs that are biting their owners and biting their trainers and biting people. What happens to these dogs? They go to a shelter, they get put down. So this dominance training epidemic that has taken over this country in the last eight years has is not only just compromising relationships between dogs and owners, but it's it's causing dogs to bite people, and it's it's causing dogs to become dangerous and people it's a public health and safety issue. Now it's more than just a moral issue. I do believe we have a moral obligation to treat our animals with respect and humanely, but now it's becoming a public health and safety issue. If you fight aggression with aggression, your dog, you're going to get bitten. If you are aggressive to your dog, by alpha rolling it, by hitting it, by poking it, by nudging it, by hanging it, by doing any of the awful things that these dominant trainers say that you should do, then you are putting yourself in danger. And you are going to cause your dog to bite you, your child, or somebody else. And that is the reality now. doesn't matter what these dominant trainers are saying. That is the reality now.
2: Right, And you have a uh, a national campaign regarding anti-biting and uh, making uh, people aware and children aware of, of what could
3: happen.
0: Yeah, I go around schools and um, I teach children about treating animals humanely and what that means. It's a big anti-bullying campaign as well um, because I think a lot of the dominance training is literally just bullying. That's all it is. And I also have uh, dog bite conferences that we do around the country where we teach other animal care professionals how to handle dogs well to recognize signs of aggression, how to investigate after a dog bite has occurred. We deal with medical professionals as well that deal with sewing up kids' faces, things like that, where there is a, everybody understands after a bite has happened what job they have to do to help that child or that adult heal as quickly as possible so it is a big campaign it's also a campaign to educate new mothers as well even if you don't have a dog in your house how are you going to protect your baby how are you going to protect your dog when your baby is a toddler and is going around and grabbing you know and it's it's basically understanding how to keep all members of your family safe so that keeps me busy.
2: Yes, I would say so. And you're doing a great job with it. So I think all the initiatives and obviously the book is going to be an important part of uh, getting uh, the, uh, your dogs, your furry friends and your family on the right track. Thank you.
0: That's why I wrote it. So I hope
2: so. (laughs) So what would you say is the biggest challenge that a uh, doggy parent goes through? Is there one particular thing that you always get called upon? You know,
0: I, I know with with puppies it's definitely this exhausting house training experience where you're trying to get puppies to toilet appropriately and it's exhausting and you don't sleep well at night and I think people are aware when they have a new baby how they've been told how tiring it is and they expect not to sleep. But when they have a new puppy, it's just an irritation. And you've got to know that if you're having a new puppy in your home, you're probably chances are you're probably not going to sleep well for at least the first couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but if you're diligent and you're consistent with the house training and with the sleeping, then you'll be able to get your pup into a routine. So my book takes you through how you can do that. I think when people get dogs, it's just as dogs don't listen to them. That's Mm -hmm. what I get a lot of my clients saying. My dog just doesn't listen to me or my dog doesn't come when called. And, you know, I always have to say, well, you have to matter to your dog. You have to be the best thing in your dog's life. And that means you have to provide your dog with all the great things that your dog loves. And it only comes through you. So that means when you call your dog to come to you, your dog wants to come to you. But you've also got to be smart about your dog's experience. You might be calling your dog to come to you in a situation where your dog is actually expending all its energy to keep itself safe and so doesn't hear you and or is in a conversation with another dog. You've got to be really aware of the circumstances of how you recall your dog. So I think it's the, the book as well, again, it's just just kind of tries to lay out all of these ideas in that it's not necessarily your dog is not being stubborn when it doesn't listen to you or doesn't want to come back to you It's as the dog as being stubborn
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think dogs know what stubborn is
2: No, I would I agree with you It's that
0: human imp- interpretation of the fact that you know what this is just the most amazing smell I hear my person talk, calling me in background but my, this smell is just awesome <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I think that's what's going on you know and I'm not going to go back there mm. Mm-hmm. I want to go back there. I don't think a dog's thinking
2: that. No, it's more of is what I'm doing at the moment more intriguing or more fascinating than what my human companions offer me right now.
3: Exactly. And, and,
2: yeah. And so you have to make sure they understand you, too. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. And even from uh, bringing on a new puppy into the home is, you know, you can't just sit them down in your home and expect them to know exactly what to do. You have to give them guidance. Like any other member of the family, and make sure that uh, the uh, rewards, not necessarily treat driven, but uh, just rewards are there in place for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely
2: agree. Fantastic. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to come right back with Victoria Stillwell after these messages. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio.
1: Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
3: My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes.
1: Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding. Every week on demand only on petliferadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Petliferadio.com.
2: Pet we Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host Tim Link, and joining me now is Victoria Stillwell. Now, I want to ask you, Victoria, about the writing process in general. What were some of the biggest challenges you had as far as putting together this book?
0: Well, first of all, just the lack of time that I had. I mean, you know, a lot of people, when they write books, they have books, they have ghostwriters. I didn't have a ghostwriter for this book. I'm, it's it's just, it's all me. I'm a good editor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's me and my husband edited it as well. But, you know, it was finding the time. It took me six months of really sitting down and just writing and writing and writing and putting my thoughts down onto paper, trying to make the argument as easy to understand as possible, trying to make the solutions as easy to understand as possible, and trying to make it an easy read because I want all kinds of people to read this. I don't want it to be a book for trainers, and it's not a book for very advanced trainers, but it is a book for for every kind of dog owner and for people who are just starting on the training journey and they teaching, I should say. So I think that was it. It was time. And the fact that when you sit down to write something, it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> um, but I, I'm proud of it because I think it addresses a lot of, of what I think dog owners need. There are a hundred books that I could write like this. I mean, there's, I'm already starting to think about my next one, which is, going to be more about the dog's experience. and But I think I might wait a while before I write that, because it's exhausting.
2: <laughs> well, it is. It's very time-consuming. And did you find it easier because you knew the topic so well and so intimately? Or was it harder because you knew it so well and it's easier to talk about it than actually put it down in writing?
0: I think it's easier to talk about than put it down in writing. It really is. And also, I just wanted to include everything. So, but if I included everything, it would be a thousand page book and I can't do a thousand page book. So I needed to take little bits out of, of each story and put it in an easy way for people to understand and in a constructive way so that they can see the process and they can see, okay, well, I can use this with my own dog at home or just great little facts and tips about what goes on in the dog's mind. and. And, and I think when people read this book, they're going to go, oh my gosh, I never knew that about my dog. That's amazing. And that's how I want people to think about their dogs. I want people to think their dog's amazing because they are, if you think about it. These dogs are one of the most successful species on the planet. Why? Because they've aligned themselves with the very species that could really compromise their survivability, which is man. Yet now they are companions. So we nurture them. We have them in our homes. That's an amazing adaptive trait that they have—from being out in the wild to now being in our homes and being successful in our homes. That's why I think that that's just one facet that makes them so amazing.
2: Exactly, and you know, and it's—I always find it fascinating. Also, when you compare the past history of our canines being out in the wild compared to our domesticated dogs, and also the—you find that people expect your domestic dogs to already know the characteristics of a wild dog because that, that sort of doesn't um, I, apply necessarily
0: yeah well I think sometimes people believe that dogs know what the word sit means without even teaching them that they sort of come in this package that should be able to toilet outside and know not to toilet inside and know what different words mean and know not to jump up on people, but it's not. I mean, you know, when puppies come into the world, it's nurture. They have to be taught. They have to be given a good canine education like a baby does. But, you know, what amazes me and what continues to amaze me is how smart dogs are. And we're only scratching the surface, I think, of our, our, our knowledge of these animals. Um, but, you know, the, the the field of behavioral behavioral science and canine cognition as well, about how dogs perceive the world around them, about how they think, about how they problem solve. You know, that's all fascinating and is something that I don't think a lot of owners really appreciate. And we might call it intelligence, you know, how intelligent are our dogs. And um, when we begin to really look into our dogs' intelligence and how they think and how they feel, which, again, is what my book goes into, I think when I tell people this, they're they're just amazed. At the end of the day it's not really that amazing we should we should have known it all along but i think for so long science as well as just you know human behavior has kind of dumbed the dog down
2: Yeah it's, it's and we're just actually a dog these
0: Animals are very smart
2: Right exactly and i think we've only scratched the surface cuz it's far more than just being a dog
0: Yes exactly
2: now how did you uh, the writing process in general how do you compare that to all the other things you do you are television host trainer speaker how is the writing process in general is it was it easier other than the time commitment was it easier process or was it more difficult
0: uh, no, I think it was the most difficult thing that I've done. I think when you go out to a, a training, whether it be private or you're doing it on television, there is always this wonderful energy that you get from the dog and from the people. And, and so you're sort of spurred on by that. When you're talking in a seminar, there's the energy you get from the audience. You're imparting information. When you're sitting there by yourself and you're, you've are you got your computer in front of you, it's you. And um, that I found really hard because I do I feed off the dog's energy and and train accordingly, so that was difficult. But I think there's got to be an integrity. There's an integrity in my book, like there's an integrity in my television show and in my seminars, and in everything I do with my Victoria Still Positively Dog Training Program, with everything that I do, there's an integrity in it that it's got to be the best of the best, and it's got to tell the truth. I'm not in the business of making something look like it's wonderful when it's so clearly not. I've always wanted to tell the truth in my show. I want to tell the truth in my book. And also, I want to celebrate these animals. I want to celebrate them. And most importantly, I want the book. I want when people read the book to say, I get it. I understand now why I need to be, why I shouldn't be doing these things that I thought were okay because I was told by somebody else that I could do this with my dog. But I now see that these things are wrong. And I'm going to change the way that I am with my dog. So I want my book to be able to enhance people's relationship with their animals like I hope the show does. So everything I do is this mission to be able to provide the best kind of knowledge for dog owners all over the world. And sometimes, I admit, Tim, sometimes it's really tough because you've got this, sometimes this backlash from the dominance trainers who are now yeah. threatened that their market share is being taken away, that people are getting wise, that these aggressive methods are not the best way to teach dogs. And they do have some very bad repercussions. And so, you know, you come up against this wall and this battle and these people becoming very defensive and very aggressive about their tactics because you're questioning the role that they're playing with dogs, which is you're saying that their methods are cruel, and they are. And people don't like to be told they're being cruel. People don't like to be shown up. But that's the reality. And I will continue to speak out against it. And what the wonderful fact and what you alluded to is that even though, yes, there's still an epidemic of dominance trainers out there, there are more and more and more people, trainers and owners that are seeing the light and going, got it. I wish I'd seen it before, but now I've got it. And that is wonderful to
2: see. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And I applaud you for continuing the mission, moving it forward, because I know you've had a, a huge impact on, uh, on everyone as far as teaching people to be positive and positive towards their dogs.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'll continue.
2: <laughs> Tell the listeners where they can find out more about the new book, Train Your Dog Positively, and find out about all your activities and where you're going to be.
0: Yes, if you want to find out more about what I do, then go to my website, which is Positively.com, Positively.com. You'll be able to find out about my Victoria store, Positively dog trainers who are wonderful trainers that are in this country, I have some in England, in Greece, and in Italy. And if you want to find a trainer in your area, please go to Positively.com slash trainers. If you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter by going to It's Me or The Dog or you can follow me on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Victoria Stillwell. I also want to point out that um, along with the book that you can also find on my website, you can go to um, my store and it's sold there, as well as on Amazon and in your local store. But I also want to say that I will be at the end of the year doing the first Victoria Stillwell training camp for trainers. And we are going to be holding... 10-day long or week to 10-day long training camps here in the Atlanta area that people can come and learn the Positively method. Um, And we're very, very excited about that. And details will be up on the website soon. So if you're interested in becoming a trainer, you're a beginner, no, doesn't matter. You can come to one of our courses. If you're also a trainer that you've been training for a while, but you want to get more education, then there'll be courses for you to be able to do. They are in-person practical courses. So you'll be able to find more information about that in the future.
2: And that's going to be a fantastic, fantastic course and what you're offering and expanding it as well. So go to Positively.com, keep track of uh, what's going on with Victoria and yeah, come to the training. That'll be a fantastic event for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, great to be on the show and uh, thank you for all the work you do for dogs too. Oh, it was
2: my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Always great talking to you, Victoria, and thanks for the accolades. I look forward to seeing you again and uh, talking to you again in the future. And thanks for coming on the show today.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, I want to thank Victoria Stillwell again for being on the show. Uh, make sure you pick up a copy of her latest book, Train Your Dog Positively, and go on to Positively.com and keep track of all the wonderful things she's got going on. I also want to thank you listeners and the producer for the show and the sponsors for making the show possible. I greatly appreciate it. It's always a wonderful time to uh, bring on the best of the best so you guys can hear from them. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the show, and find out about Pet Life Radio, you can go to petliferadio.com and click on the animal rights icon. While you're there, uh, you can download all the wonderful episodes, including this one. Also, you can uh, check out all the other hosts and other wonderful shows on Pet Life Radio. That's petliferadio.com. If you have any questions, uh, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. It's tim at petliferadio.com, and I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the authors, writers, and bloggers you want to hear from the most. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, article, or in a book, and who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day.
1: Let's Talk Pets